This week on Not Sauce for Work, Terry Tam is co-hosting from home. Eagle is producing in the nest. On today's show, we close the book on Coach K as well as this year's LA Lakers. And we take some time to celebrate the Masters. We also found out baseball has looked to modern solutions. We'll get into this and much more on this episode of Not Sauce for Work on the Hot Sauce Sports Podcast Network. Watching hot sauce sports, well, but yes, but also you're watching not sauce for work. More precisely, that's <laughs> I think it's two weeks, show. two weeks in a row you do that. I'm I'm exhausted. This this time of year, um, there's so many sports all the time. My brain is rattled, um, <laughs> and it's the first weekend of this time frame that you don't have another engagement, so you can actually enjoy the sports. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's nice. It's nice. It's true. That's um, true. I, it's my favorite weekend on the calendar year. Is, uh, it's Masters weekend. Yeah. Um, I didn't... I'm, I've been so busy, I haven't had time to put in, put in any bets. It's terrible. <laughs> so I'm just... Oh. It's still it's still an enjoyable experience just because of how much yeah. I love golf and how much I love the Masters. And it's like... A, it's also when it happens because we live in a, in a cold climate, um, it's like a signifier to you and I, Terry. Like, it's like, oh... The pheromones are, are 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 running. I'm getting a little horny. Golf season's near. Exactly, and and I, you kind of feel it. And I and I and I told my girlfriend, I go, listen, I go. The next four days are there's something happening. She goes, what's happening? I'm like, there's golf. But the, I'm like, I'm not gonna steal the TV from you. I'm saying is from Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. I'm gonna ask you if I can watch golf. I'm just asking you if you yeah. can just be a little more lenient because I want to watch it on the big TV, not on the, my laptop. I noticed that you left Sunday off. Is that, is that Sunday you're not going to ask her? <laughs> no, Sunday I have, I'm allowed. TV's mine. Okay. Like, no friends. No office. Right. You have friends? Some, yeah, apparently. Um, but yeah, but I, I want to say something. I just watched the video on YouTube. First mistake. Second Second mistake. I'm panicking now because of hackers. You ever heard of this guy, Free Kevin, Kevin Mitnick? I haven't, but Eagle might. He's uh, that's more Eagle's domain. Free Kevin. Yeah, he I was mean, like I, a hacker. He was yeah, a hacker. Yeah, wire fraud and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Coop when I think free. I think Free Kevin Durant. Coop. <laughs> awful team. Coop face or whatever it is, and this guy scares the shit out of me. Apparently, he has like the, the like he can detonate all the bombs in the states at a push of a button. It's terrifying. I mean, he he's also a is a security consultant now, so if anything, he's helping prevent bombs from being exploded. So yeah. sorry, I sorry, I meant at one point he was able to do that because yeah. now he is now he has no choice but to work with the government. But yeah, I, I'm not going to say uh, who specifically, but I, I know somebody who works uh, with Homeland Security, oh. and uh, I was visiting them when I was uh, on one of my trips to Atlanta. Uh, we know a lot of people there, so it's one of the people that uh, I know. And uh, he had to go take a work call. Um, and as I was going to use the washroom, I walked by and heard part of the conversation, which was like nothing like, no like top secret things. It just, the, yeah. the, 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 like the eight words I heard were the most terrifying. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I could, I would never be able to have a job like that. That, that sounds like everything nah. sounds just so full of dread and terrifying all the time. No, I, I watched uh, Homeland, uh, just finished it. 
Did I say what happened to me with this show? So uh, I watched. I used you to watch. Find yourself in the show. You're like, wait a second. Yeah. How's I used to. Watch, I, I watched Homeland like years when it was when it was when it was popping. You know. But then I watched I seasons one and two. I kind of lost kinda interest up, in season three. That's the season three was was a bad one. Yeah. But I kind of got. I kind of like watched it. But anyway, so I started watching it again. I'm like, oh, I'm missing a couple seasons of Homeland. I remember liking it. Let me get back into it. So I go, and the last two seasons are unbelievable. But I remember like little bits and pieces. Then the last episode comes where it's like the big reveal, and I remember everything. I had watched all of it, and then I rewatched it without even knowing. That's that's kind of like um, good writing, though. If they tie everything together and it makes you remember things you thought you forgot. No, I think it was because when I was watching it, I was just forcing myself to get through it, so I wouldn't go rewind if I had fallen asleep on an episode. I would just go to the next episode. I think that's what basically what it was. So I have probably like a memory of like 10 minutes per episode. Okay. But I was, I was like, I'm like, this is crazy. I remember this, but I don't remember what the fuck is about to happen. Yeah. I'm kind of like that too, though. I, I feel like binge culture kind of changed the way we remember shows too, because like I remember generally what happened in that season. And then yeah. when I rewatch it, I'll be surprised by like, oh, I, I forgot that that's a thing that happens which in the show. Which is weird because these these stories, like you said, they're so well written that you can be like, was that season two or was that season three? But like sometimes with The Office, I'll be like, oh yeah, that was season five because yeah. Michael oh, but the, the, the Office Holly. like was right on the brink where we were still watching it episodically. Yeah. So like, you know, like it's I find it easier to remember what season three is and four is when you're literally waiting for months for the next season to begin, right? Yeah. It I also guess. depends on the length of the episodes and the length of the series, right? Because exactly that, The Office, it was designed for watching on television, and they had to yeah. span like half the year, so they had like yeah. twenty three episodes in their order. Versus if you get a Netflix show, maybe they do four episodes, maybe they do six episodes, maybe they're two hours long as episodes. And you watch like, them in a day. Yeah. yeah. I heard stories about uh, The Office were basically. Um, they got popular and Steve Carell specifically was like shooting movies and stuff. So they had to like cram their episodes um, into like this really tight production schedule where they they would get like no weeks off for like 20 straight weeks, which is fairly unheard of in, in that field. You know what I mean? Because it's they're yeah. long hours Like you show up at five o'clock in the morning for makeup and you're you're there till sundown. Uh, and then if you don't finish your shoots Monday to Friday, you're working the weekend as well. Right. So. Yeah. It's uh, it was it was this really tight, wild thing that essentially right. they loved it. So they all loved the show so much that they stayed on. Like like Steve Cross stayed on probably two three seasons longer than he quote unquote yeah. could have based on his his work schedule. But he just oh, loved the experience sure, of working yeah. there. You know. Yeah. Because you're, you're yeah, making movies. At that you, can, point. you can't turn down a movie paycheck for uh, for a TV show paycheck. Right? And, and, and towards well, the end, considering the, the time, what well, he was getting and the whole syndication of that show, meh. Well, he was gonna get, but he was gonna get the syndication anyway at that point. Like by yeah, season yeah. three and four, like. He didn't have to stay, yeah. you know. Yeah. But anyway, that's uh, we got a lot of uh, sports-related and non-sports-related things to get to. So, uh, with that, Eagle, cue up the news. They could have got rid of Michael when they uh, with the Idris Elba thing before yeah. the Michael Scott paper company. Like Michael Scott paper company should have been the last thing that they did with Michael Scott. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I like the way it all Ah, uh, Terry, oh, wait, it's the news. Damn, fuck. Damn, fuck. Eagle, you piece of shit, oh, It's man. so easy to distract. Oh. It's not fair. It's not fair. Oh, you fucked me, Eagle. Terry. You Eagle, fucked you're me. such a fucking prick, man. I knew I had it. to, man. You're going to fuck it up. We are on a streak. We're on 313 episodes straight. <laughs> No, Eagle, I think how you, the I think episode you forgot. Eagle, I love you. You're my best friend. Terry, I fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Die in the fire. <laughs> um... 
<laughs> Even episodes you're not here, he does it. Do you yeah, know, know how hard you had to try to distract him? It was good. It was good. It was it was really natural. You got me talking about things. Like I, I forgot for a second we were on air. Like that's that's how natural it was. I was like, fuck man, no no way he's gonna pick up on this. I'm like, let me no, just no, start you gotta be good. You gotta be good. Let me just start talking. I just thought about it right now. I'm like, I'm just gonna start talking. I because I, I low key start panicking when you start talking through sounds. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, it's just the it's just the music. It doesn't really matter. And then I was like, oh well, but it's a good, like, yeah. he's talking to me. I'll answer his question or whatever. And oh man, the worst, the worst. Uh, um, uh, you know what? I'm happy it worked, but because ego fucked me, not because he didn't work on you. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> so Tiger Woods, after having uh, a terrifying car accident, I read something this week that he said that um, his two feet no longer look the same because of the damage from the accident. Um, and like basically a year later is out and competing at Augusta and had a decent first day. He looks funny. like he's trending towards making the cut, which is it's funny wild. you mentioned that because um, I was looking at his feet today. I'm like, where his feet always, where his shoes always that big? Like, I never. He's wearing some big feet, big shoes. Well, they're they're different sizes also now because of like the damage to the feet. Which that's was, so that's weird. Terrifying. How's oh man? He's gonna have to walk five yeah. six hours for yeah. four days in a row. And if it's like wild. that's nuts. And with and with like uh, not only his feet but his femur, like you know he's he's healthy and he's able to do stuff now. But this is like something that he's probably never prepared for. How do you do this? Like unless you're doing that every weekend, but you're not really. There's no endurance for that. You don't no. build endurance for your bones. You build endurance for your muscles and stuff like that. I, I don't know. I think it's gonna be brutal. Hopefully, yeah, yeah, listen. Yeah, I have. Well, again, I have a very small amount of money on him. I think. Um, I. Well, I mean, it's 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 always a good bet. But like, Tiger's never paid 40, 40 to one before, right? So yeah, if I got about plus forty four hundred. Oh, there you go. There you go. So it's yeah. a it's an easy bet to make. Uh, but it's what's impressive is that because of how sort of strange Augusta is you you tend to get you know he won a couple of years ago and Watson won a, won a couple of years before that you you get sometimes with these older players that are slightly past their prime come out of nowhere yeah because like it's not a particularly long course it's it's just a course that requires a lot of skill like, at all like Mike Weir Mike Weir came back a couple yeah. years ago and he went to like and Mike Weir won it and Mike Weir was I mean he's a great he, Canadian golfer but he's not a great PGA historical golfer. Like, oh man, like I don't think people are talking about Mike Weir as like some revolutionary golfer. Uh, I think he, like he won maybe 10 Canadian... tournaments. <laughs> he's fine. No, no, I don't even think he did win that many. Eagle, tournaments. Can you find out how many tournaments uh, Mike Weir won? I, I I don't think he won that many. I think like I want to say it was maybe, like 10 or 11. It's not many. I'd say 5. I'd say 5 cuz he wasn't a guy that would that would win. He's like Kevin Kisner. I'm not saying type. I'm not saying majors, I'm saying PGA I mean, he was know, also yeah. considered top ten for like ten years or something like that. I don't know, I don't know how much of it. Was, was hundred and ten, ten weeks in the top ten golf ranking list. That, okay. that doesn't he won mean that he's eight. winning. He ran fourteen um, uh, circuits total, eight of which were in the PGA Tour. Okay, so eight. There you go. There you go, Terry. So uh, you won eight. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, but he won a Masters, eight. which is whatever. You Including can never the two thousand three Masters, exactly. He has a jacket, and you don't. And especially yeah, like, cool, uh, yeah. especially on a year like this year, where they're, where they're serving uh, wagyu beef and sushi, and um, oh yeah, and black cod, which is my favorite of the fishes. There's all, honestly all other fish can be extinct and just be replaced by black cod, and I'd be a very happy man. Um, it is the greatest tasting thing on earth. Really? Um, oh, it's amazing! It's amazing. Um, I can imagine it. When, when, whenever it's uh, on sale for a striking like forty nine dollars a pound, <laughs> I'll buy it then. Which yeah. is still insanely expensive, but I, I, I like whenever I see it on sale, I, I have to buy it. 
That's um, it. But yeah, so so the um they have this this awesome menu but to me the thing one of the terms of the masters is they don't the only alcohol they serve on the course is beers that's repriced oh really yeah well because oh oh, sorry i misunderstood you said alcohol yeah like unless you get invited into the uh into like one of the sponsor booths which is invite only or the members club which you need to be a member of augusta to get in What's um, the cost? Google. Oh, it's insane. Eagle. I, I I I can't even. I don't even know. I know. I'm gonna guess two hundred fifty thousand dollars to be a member. To be an uh, annual. It's believed to cost between a hundred and three hundred k. There you go. Well, and yeah. annual dues annual. are are about thirty k. Jesus. Oh, okay. Oh. On top of the, on top hey. of the down payment. <laughs> I thought that there was two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. That's a discount for Augusta. If I'm a billionaire, okay. Mm-hmm. If I'm a billionaire. Why wouldn't I have a membership at Augusta? But there's also a, there's also like a waiting list, guaranteed. Just, so yeah, yeah. Know, like, they um, probably they only yeah because or else every billionaire is going to go guaranteed. It's a striking difference from the the golf course we play at Terry. Uh, I looked at it, it's seventeen hundred dollars. <laughs> However, you cannot <laughs> apply to be a member. If it's invite, invite yeah. only. I was going to say you have to be invited for sure. You can't be like yeah, they don't have it. Because the thing is, if you apply. If they if you apply and you don't get it, let's say because they wanted to make it so if, if black people apply, mm-hmm. that they can, <laughs> that they that Wait, we're gonna what? be like no no we have to invite you. Well, like the masters, so we, the masters them. has a first of all an awkward name based on the positioning of golf historically. Then on top of that, the caddies wearing all white. Yeah, like that's weird to me. There, well, there's a lot of historical things which are charming, but at the same time. You know, a little. It looks like a it's, little, it's a pl- it's a plantation. Yeah, well, it's and if if you've been to parts of Georgia, there are areas that it's still are you know like in where I I had my batch party in Savannah, Georgia. Um, oh, there you go. It, there's an entire area where it's like these are the plantation houses. It's it's like the, the plantation houses called. are are beautiful. Yeah, they're beautiful. Yeah, it's just we you know of course what they represent. Yeah, you know, like like the masters that didn't allow women, didn't allow uh, minorities. Uh, they still don't allow cell phones on the course. Well, I mean, why? You know, that's that's even. I'd pay. I'd pay out the wazoo for no cell phones on the course. Yeah, I don't. Well, it's like I, until like, recently, until I got married, I I used to leave my my uh, phone in my glove compartment when I played golf because I don't be bothered when I played golf. But then when you get married, it turns out that's not possible. <laughs> I, tr- I I don't like being on my phone. I just yeah. like tracking my scores. That's it. That's where I track my scores. Yeah, I, I use but, the pen, pencil and paper. I, you know what? I, I thought about getting like a little like a mini notepad to put in my like to put in my bag, and I'll just calculate my scores then when I go home, like put everything in, like actually like being organized. And I'm like, who the fuck do I think I am? Yeah. <laughs> like, why would I do that when there's an app that I pay two ninety nine a month for only during the season that collects all that data for me? That's not bad, actually. That's yeah, bad. I might do that this year because since now I have to carry my phone on the course, <laughs> I might as well. Um, yeah. yeah. So so. The only thing is, like, obviously, like, if you, you spend $1,500 and then you can't IG brag <laughs> that, you're, that you're on the course, right? Like, What's but whatever, point, it doesn't right? matter. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, that's the thing I thought of. But yeah, so it's, it's cool to see, it's cool to see the azaleas. It's cool to see Tiger Woods. The prices, again, like, the sandwiches being at three bucks, beer, beers being, the, the barbecue sandwich is the most expensive sandwich. And it's, it's $3. Um, the, um, the beers are $6 on the course. So there's oh, a, there's a, there's a, there's a game. There's a picture that Duke the Graphite sent us with uh, a, a guy carrying 14 like empty cups, and I was like, oh, that's, that's great, only yeah. 84 bucks. It's not bad. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not, not that bad, bad at all. 
I mean, listen, I'd spend a hundred bucks on Easy. booze I sp- at the Masters. I spent a hundred dollars of booze on a Friday afternoon before yeah. I go back to work. You but know? the thing is, I'm not like a big like beer guy. So like, I'll have like two, three, four at most. Yeah, I have two or situation. three cases as well. Yeah. Yeah. Two or three yeah. cases, no problem. <laughs> no problem. I can't do too much because I get when I get bloated, man. It's just not fun. That's it's fun. just not fun. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. I mean. <laughs> just whatever. I just enjoy being not fat. Not fun for man. me. It's really not fun for anybody. Just it just it's just fun being fat, and so I enjoy it's that. Fat being fun. Um, that's for sure. We finally get to say goodbye to Coach K. Although a lot of people are saying there's no way he retires after losing twice to North Carolina, uh, and not making it to uh, the finals. But that that team... he also apparently his first loss was also to them. So his first loss, his last regular season loss, and his last ever loss is all the same team. And the first time they face each other in tournament is the only time they face each other in tournament is going to be a loss. This is loss. Yeah. Um. It, it just that recruiting class was the best recruiting class he's ever had. There's no I don't I can't imagine he comes back and the team's even a fraction of what they are. Like it takes Why would he why would he come back? Well because he because of the emotional toll of 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 no, uh, no, no, no. Cuz like Duke, Duke will never live this down. It, like it'll it'll take even if they win 10 national titles, it doesn't matter anymore. This they, is what's going to happen. They they lost at Kevin Undor with Coach K. They lost in the tournament with Coach K. That means more than however many national titles. Oh, yeah, I mean it's huge. For them it's a huge. big deal. It's too bad you know, didn't win. But uh, with Coach K, he's not going to come back next year. He's It's official. John Shire's going to get the I, job. I believe so as well. Yeah, I, I think it's more complicated than just the coach being like, well, I'm back. He's not Tom Brady, you know? Like, but I'm not. There's definitely going to be some whispering in the AD's ear whenever well, Duke doesn't do too well. Coach K is going to be like, listen, I can come in if you, you know. He think still has I need a position there. Whip him up. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. He's still just like Roy there. Williams still has a position at UNC where yeah, but Roy Williams job. doesn't make the entire department about him, you know, as opposed to Coach. What K. do you mean? There's a way to you can make things not entirely about yourself. I mean, it's yeah. hard. I haven't seen I haven't seen it done, especially Duke, in that especially, part. Especially, right? Like, yeah, Duke, especially in that yeah, part of the country. But uh, it's weird. I haven't seen it done. But yeah, it's possible. Roy Williams is actually yeah in that part of the country. Roy Williams is. I think he's done it. I think now that Duke, that that Coach K's got all this time on his hands. He should do stuff like uh, go hand out the diplomas at graduation, oh, go yeah, exactly. work in the cafeteria, make the entire college about him. Like everything or, about the college is, is him. He teaches classes. He should, yeah, he's got to be the old guy around the. You know, the, there's always like the old guy around the campus. I, I'd and be then down. Like, I'd be down for like a Van Wilder reboot with Coach K. <laughs> I'd be down. <laughs> him getting some some semen pastries to the neighboring fraternity. Do, I'd be down. Do you know? Do you know who that movie was about? Uh, I, I forgot. Yeah, I I um. Either we talked about it or we talked about it with Duke recently. I don't remember currently. Burt Kreischer. That's the one. It's Burt Kreischer. But yeah. he didn't sign off on it, so they had to change the names and all that stuff. But he's like a few of the names that of the people around me, they were in that movie. Like their names were in that movie. So yeah. he's like, he's like, I haven't seen the movie. He's like, I haven't seen it. I'm never going to watch it. The only person I would watch it with is Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Yeah, because like, I want to have it. I want it to be like a you know Bro, thing. Like I yo, Burt Kreischer came out good because yeah. he does not look as good as Ryan Reynolds. No, but he's also a freaking millionaire. Yeah. Because of the crazy shit that he does. Of course, of course. That guy's uh, a beast, huge beast. But so, uh, and then Kansas goes on to beat UNC. Lost into this, of course, is Villanova. They don't get their shine because Coach K was Coach K. Um, the but, East. Um, it was. So UNC, had they won the game, would have had the worst shooting percentage by a championship team in NCAA, in modern NCAA history. Um, they got. The only reason the game was so, was close was they had a, a rebounding advantage of twenty nine rebounds, 
which is who, uh, who, you would see. Um, okay, sorry, I misunderstood the North question. Carolina. Okay. Yeah, North so Carolina they, was the worst shooting. Had they won, they would have been the worst shooting team to ever win a championship. Okay, I understood that. But but the, the rebounds part, that guy Baycott, what a beast. Yeah, he's a monster. The, the fact that he even competed on that ankle, I know exactly what the struggles he's going through. Big and, guy and then he gets falling a, on his own ankle is the worst. Well, but apparently there was a, a loose floorboard. And he oh. and and like he collapsed. Coach and K. Then, and <laughs> there we go. There we go. You can't spell corruption without K. Did Coach K ever stand there? With a screwdriver. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he went down and then um I gotta say, so this is kind of cool. And and I criticize the NCAA a lot because of the way they treat the student athletes, but when when uh Puff Johnson went down and vomited on the court, I feel crazy. like if it was a pro, they would have showed eighteen angles of the vomit and like they, they basically cut away the camera right away. And like you know, I, I, as soon as the announcer said, "Oh, I think he, I think it's coming up, back up, or something like that," the uh, they cut to the bench. Yeah, you know, and it was cool. But then all the, all the players had gathered around anyway. So, yeah, it's, it's believe it or not, it's something that happens in basketball because of the dehydration. Um, it's not often on the court, but I guess you know it's the biggest moment of your life. I don't know if Puff Johnson's even a, like a an NBA prospect, right? Um, and so for him, this might be his biggest moment. And like you don't want to pull yeah. yourself off the court. You know and maybe who his brother is? Who is his brother? Cam Johnson. Is it? Yeah, I don't know that. Yeah, and uh, he's good. This kid, he's a freshman. Yeah, I just so I think he's he's the replacement. He's the next guy. Like, if he makes the, the NBA, he'll be a th- three-year pro, which means he, he'll probably be a second-round pick because you, yeah, you draft one and done's in the first round. No, no, he's not playing. He's coming. He's coming back next year. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Is like in three years, if he gets drafted, it's, it's oh, second okay. round. Max, because he's good. I like him. I like yeah, him a lot. I, I like him too. It just that, that whole it's weird is that there wasn't a lot of pro players on the court. Like Kansas had this. Caleb Love's not a pro player. Manic's not a pro player. I agree. Baycott, it's too slow. Baycott, um, Baycott might be like a, a guy who sticks around as like a eight, nine, ten guy on a roster where he yeah, just, I his think job is I come in, McCormick, give, you, give I, you three fouls and, and, and four rebounds, you know? I see McCormick more like that. Agbaji, he's a stud. He's, oh, Agbaji, yeah, he's, he's, yeah, a, he's, he's unbelievable. Pick, um, I mean, listen, RJ Davis, I think he can have a role on a team too, but mm. I don't know if he would be... He's he just shoot well enough. He doesn't shoot well enough, and he's he's a good passer from what from what I, I'm not an analytics guy yeah. for basketball, but I watched enough of UNC to to watch it, to understand. Right, I watched like four of their games this year, and um, in the tournament because that's when we all watch. <laughs> no, no, but just in the tournament. But like I usually, you know, you spread it out. But I focused yeah. on UNC because I had them going deep, and I would, you know, I'd like them. I just I like the team. Caleb Love, I felt like the fact that he can go 15 minutes in, in the Duke game, the first 15 minutes without a point. And then finish the game with 28 points is crazy to me. Like that, that yeah. kid's nuts. And the amount of buckets that he hit, but he made a lot. Of, he makes a lot of mistakes, and that's the difference that people don't look at, look at. But my point is that R.J. Davis doesn't make mistakes. He just doesn't have the shot. He doesn't have like you know he's not super big. Uh, you know he's he's a good player, but I, I do see him playing in pro. In the, the, in the, Bill Self made some adjustments, which surprised me because he he has a reputation for not adjusting, but. Um, the not not sw- not switching on on double teams because they were getting caught, um, and just basically throwing it into the post like it's 1996, and and letting because 
I don't think North Carolina prepared for that because who does that anymore? No, possibly. <laughs> you know, like, it was it was an interesting game plan. I don't think it was a, a particularly pretty basketball game. The same way UNC Duke was actually a really really uh, well played basketball game. It wasn't just close. This game was a close game. It wasn't really a, a good game. It was yeah, I mean, close in the worst way that like it was a blowout in the first half and then a reverse yeah. blowout in the second half. And I was and I was and I was so nervous going into the second because I had UNC like yeah. so heavy. I had UNC like on three money line three different spreads i had uh i had them plus four which i got i had the um i had the over which was a huge mistake um i had um then i had them at you should, plus one you should plus one and a half plus big time sporting events that the, the bet is to go the under because the community always chooses the over and it pushes the line up right i know but i, I hate playing under i know it sucks you, you, you you're <laughs> You're basically you're basically hoping for a <laughs> shittier game. Imagine, okay, you know, in basketball, it's different because there's so many instances and so many moments where like you're gonna get action all the time. Yeah. But like you can't bet the under on an NFL game because then you're just getting field goals. And why are you even watching the game? Why you, like yeah. Well, when I bet the under yeah. in the NFL, I don't watch <laughs> unless it's the Super Bowl. And then I have so many things unless that I'm the betting on, it doesn't matter. <laughs> unless the under is 65, you know what I mean? That yeah. I'm watching. I'm playing the under and I'm watching it for sure. Yeah. You know exactly, exactly. <laughs> Uh, so the Lakers uh, have been eliminated officially. Woo! <laughs> I don't know. Like I'm not particularly happy or unhappy about it. As as you guys know, I'm I'm not a fan of a team. I just I like watching the best players. Are you yeah. more disappointed in the fact that they couldn't make it work? I'm I'm disappointed. So, like I was. Let's start on this. This doesn't ha- this doesn't happen often. I was right, but also I wanted not to be right because. We don't have that many years of LeBron left, and it'd be cool to see him make some more deep runs in the playoffs. And with every year that passes, it gets less and less likely, especially with him as the centerpiece. And he just, he's going to win the scoring title this season. I and, just remembered. Sorry, finish. Go. And like, I remember as soon as the Westbrook trade was, uh, was made, Alex the intern, who was a Lakers fan, was celebrating. I was like, that's not, I, I don't see it. Like, uh, Vogel's a great coach, so maybe he can. Figured out, and it turns out basically um, the players run the team in the Lakers, and they never could figure it out because there's nobody in charge to basically say like, "This is guys, this is how we have to make this all work." Right? Exactly. I mean, that's the thing. There's no real leadership, and I spoke to your brother about this with um, with Alex too. We did a show that I completely oh. forgot to post. I was gonna say I, I actually looked for it this morning, and I figured it was gonna be really late. <laughs> no, I had completely forgot to <clears throat> to post that. I didn't have time to edit it, so I'm gonna edit. I have that and a few other things to edit too. So that'll be up, but we didn't do it like live or whatever. We just yeah, yeah, we yeah. did it and we talked shit. And we'll probably post it on Saturday. Um, but yeah, so basically saying like that, you know, you couldn't, you can't just expect to put all these guys in the same room and expect them to to win. Well, but it's also the specific skill set of like LeBron's defense has declined. Russ's uh, overall athleticism has declined. Melo never played defense. Um, I thought Melo was actually a decent addition as like a like a, an off the bench scorer, which he was. But except with all the injuries, he had to start a bunch of games, which he's not that kind of player anymore. And then like the fact that Westbrook and LeBron both need the ball in their hands to play; they're not off the ball players. And it's like they're they're two versions of the same guy. And then like okay, I know there's injuries, but that's what happens when you're the oldest team in the NBA. Like it's a physically grueling season; it's 82 games at a lot, yeah. high pace. There's no point, no point in complaining about like load management and all that, but like, at the end of the day, that team should have been in the playoffs, and we're looking at like we well, can make all these teams, excuses. Ten teams you want. make the playoffs because there's the play-in tournament. Yeah, I mean, 
I, I asked you, I asked the guys about this, and would, do you think that with AD healthy, they make the playoffs? Probably. They make, yeah, they make said, at least the play-in. They make the yeah, play-in. We, we, said, we said maybe they would be in at maybe 7, 8, 9. There's, like there's no be. way they – because they, they would have been a low seed, and then they don't, they don't get past the first round because the, the top teams in the West are really, really, really good. Um, yeah, like, I mean, like we, the West we, is a tough conference. We've been ta- we haven't talked about the Suns at all because it's just boring when the basketball is perfect, but they're bas- – and I'm not kidding about this at all. Um, it, this is the best Suns team ever. And Charles Barkley's one of the greatest power forwards of all time and pushed Michael Jordan to six games twice. Like, that's that's the level that, that this team is. This team is better than the Charles Barkley Suns team. Um, mm. It's not even close. It's not even, defensively, offensively, they're, they're much better. We're just, we're just holding to the one name, but you can't name another starter on that team. Barkley was great. I'm not saying Barkley wasn't the best son, son of all time. He probably is. You know what? I I won't be able to name you uh, name a name. I won't be able to I won't be able to name a name. But I would be able to. Ah, oh, that's tough. If you tell me his name, I'll be able to picture him right away. This in Kevin the Suns uniform. Kevin Johnson. Yeah. Played on that team. Yeah. Okay. I I used to have his shoes, so I, I was a big <laughs> KJ fan. Um. But yeah, so like, but the thing is, like, it's it's the deepest team in the NBA. It's the. It is. It, yeah. we, First of all, Booker should be MVP. He's not going to win MVP because it's yeah. boring. Uh, Mikhail Bridges should be Defensive Player of the Year. He's not going to get Defensive Player of the Year because they look at they're going to give it to Rudy Gobert, even though he can't be on the on the floor in late game situations. It's because he can't cover he can't guard the perimeter. So you put five oh, shooters on the court. He's always, sitting, he's always off the last the last five minutes of the game. He's all, unless they're winning or they're losing a lot. He's out of the game. That's so funny. And he's he's the back to back. Defensive player I, of the year. I had never, never give him no, another. No, he's not, it's not back to back. Well, he was. He's ago? not last year's. Oh, okay, he was okay. back to back player of the year. Yeah, player. he's still a good defender, but I didn't know that fact. That's a little so, crazy. So C- Cedric Sabalas, Tom Chambers, that do it for you? Richard Dumas? Nope. Richard Dumas sounds familiar. He he, he was good. He played on the on those Suns teams for a while. Um. Yeah, that's that's those are the big names, dude. Like <laughs> that's what I'm saying. This is a really talented Suns team. They're just. They're just boring to talk about, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we'll uh, we'll look at that moving forward. But like, so given everything that's happened with the Lakers, and now that we see like all these teams making the the play-in tournament and so on, a play-in tournament that uh, LeBron complained about last year, by the way, um, when when the Lakers would have made the playoffs if not for the play-in tournament. <clears throat> what are your it's thoughts huge. on play-in tournament? How do you feel about it? I don't like it. I feel like it's just why are we changing? The the bottom the bottom the 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 only reason why they did that is because it, it's, the league is so top heavy. So yeah. all those other teams are so close to each other, right? So it all like, I don't on, think like, you travel can change and, the top heaviness of basketball because of how many how many minutes your top players play, right? So like the best players usually win. Um, so I don't think that could change. I do. I like the idea of a play in tournament, but like these teams don't have a chance. Really, right? So, like, what do we? Who cares? Who cares if the eight seed is? Who cares if the seven seed is? They're, they're fodder, basically, with the exception of the Brooklyn Nets, who might be a seven seed and might be in the playoffs healthy with Seth Curry and Durant and uh, 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 and Kyrie Irving. If Kyrie Irving decides he wants to play basketball that week, oh man, Kyrie Irving is another doofus. What a doofus! I I heard this take recently, and I'm not sure I disagree. He might be the most offensively skilled point guard of all time not the best 
the most like naturally offensively gifted point guard of all time. He is, man. He's passing, shooting, ball handling. And he, even in college, he was unbelievable. I, 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 at Duke, he was you know my favorite. Least, so. like, I hate Duke, and he was my yeah. favorite player. That so season. I actually, I actually was like when I first started watching, like getting into other mm-hmm. sports other than football and hockey and soccer. Like so, when I started watching baseball and basketball, I looked at Duke, and I'm like, ah, you know, I like Duke. I became a little, like a little bit of a Duke fan. And then as like I didn't really follow basketball, I found myself rooting for other teams. I'm like, you know what? No team for me. It is what it is. And then as the years go by. Especially the last five years, you realize how much of a prick Coach K was, and how like most of the Duke guys are all assholes. He also got worse as he got older, right? Like yeah, for sure. Here and oh my god, man! And like the world, the world kind of changed around him. Like they're just the hard-nosed basketball coach doesn't really exist. And I don't find that he is that hard-nosed of a coach. I just think he's an asshole that try. He learned from Bobby Knight, right? So. The, the mean, most hard-nosed basketball coach. He choked a player. So. Fuck. Bobby Knight, man. That guy. He was classic. He yeah. was classic. Yeah, the, the good and the bad. That's, that's Bobby Knight. Like, there's... I love that type of guy, but like with Coach K, it's like he tried to make, he, Bobby Knight knew who he was. He was an asshole. Coach K makes it, he tells the public he isn't while showing us that he is. That's yeah. the problem. I, I, there was a turning point when a, a student reporter asked him a question and he went off on them and told them to change their major. Oh yes, that yeah. was like a that, that was, was uh, uh, Jim K. Calhoun. No, 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 it's Coach K. But Jim Calhoun's had a couple. Jim of big Calhoun ones. had one where uh, they questioned his. Get salary, your facts straight. And he talked about how much money he brought to the university, which is not entirely wrong. I, but also, wrong. just pay the players. The thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Coach, take a little Coach bit K. of the money and give it to the players. Coach, I remember. I remember that Coach K thing to the reporter. But it was yeah. to a kid. It was to the kid that worked at yeah. Duke. Yeah, it's a it's a student reporter in your like. Come on, like student reporters don't ask hardball questions, man. No. <laughs> you should be able to handle a 19-year-old asking you a question. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. make any sense. Not at all, not at all. Um, so Frank Vogel might get fired from the Lakers. Uh, he for sure will rumors. be fired. Um, it turns out the only coach that survived LeBron James long-term was Eric Spolstra. And um, he's still there, obviously. And I, you know what I realized? Eric Spolstra has never won a coach of the year. Any NBA, because he, all of his success came in the in the playoffs. Like he did well. Like Except he was never. He, he's been to the finals six times. No, sorry, five the, times. But the playoffs don't. The playoffs don't count. I'm uh, sorry. The, the the voting doesn't count the playoffs because not everybody's involved. So, but like, okay, he has the one seed with the best player being Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Who didn't? Who missed large parts of the season? He developed Max Struess, who's gonna, who should be most. Who won that player. year? Sorry. Who won that year? Well, this year they're they're first overall. Oh, okay. Oh no, no. Okay, I thought you meant like in the past. Well, in the past they were they were the the four seed um, on the year that I said like. That's what I'm saying. Like they've never been the one seed, and usually like you at least you have to be in the top two, top three, right? So I think Miami just always have. But but like he doesn't have the best team by far. You find the Heat are a really deep team, but he's a good team. He doesn't have. He's he doesn't have like a like a true true number one closer on the team. But if you have like four number twos, isn't that better totally than having one number one? Not, not in basketball. Not usually. Usually, if you have Ke- you, you would trade four of those guys for one Kevin Durant, and then you figure out the rest in the next season. <laughs> you know, in the off season, you you sign who you can. Um, but that's the thing is he doesn't have a Kevin Durant. He and like Jimmy Butler's a fine player; he's really good. But like he's got his like fallbacks. Like I I, yeah. I I heard this comparison best is like if you're playing two K, the Heat have like ten guys rated eighty three, and nobody rated ninety. <laughs> you know, like that's. <laughs> 
<laughs> that, that's what it feels like. So is this so the true. year that he he's most likely to get a coach of he the won't. year? No, even Memphis. Then? Memphis will Memphis will do it because they went they went twenty and three without Jamarant. And they just lost that third game in overtime. They went twenty and three without Jamarant. You know the last team to to have that kind of run in the regular season was Toronto without Kawhi, and then Kawhi came back and they won the championship. Fuck. That's why, like, people are like, yeah, Memphis, uh, maybe pay attention to playoffs. They, they they might be a little more interesting than we think. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, anyway, that's a lot of basketball talk. Sorry, I love basketball, so it's going to happen now and again. Uh, let's get to rapid fire. All right. So, for this rapid fire, I think we have five, six, 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 six. All right. We're going to start with exponentially terrible. According to key investor and part owner of the Seattle Kraken, Mitch Garber, he stated that the plan to bring the Expos back to Montreal is, quote, dead. Terry, you're wearing the wrong cap. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that hurts me, man. That fucking hurts me. But, like, the fact that it. he said it hurts me. I don't buy it. I think it's posturing to try and get money from the government to build a stadium. I know, but th- that's what hurts me. It's like, okay, they're going to go through this game now, and like we're going to be in the middle of it. So, so the uh, thing is, I don't think billionaires should get public funds to build stadiums. At the same time, because it exists already in different markets, basically Major League Baseball, the NFL, all the major leagues, make it so that you cannot build a stadium without public funds. So as long as that's the rule, then if we yeah because they don't want to be associated to a city that didn't want this well and also it makes it gives you it gives certain markets an unfair advantage that they can get a new stadium where others markets can't you know always have to get public okay and and so it's it's absolutely necessary you can't do it I I think I honestly think it's posturing Uh, we see this all the time I remember David Sampson wearing his giant hat in Texas when he was saying he was trying to move the Marlins to Texas. He was never going to move the Marlins. It was just to get that new garbage stadium that they got, and they fleeced the city of Miami for a ton of money, and uh, all the money they borrowed from MLB, they never repaid. Um, but yeah, you know, that stuff. But like that's the kind of thing that happens. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, Eagle and I know <laughs> Mitch Garber. I coached his son in flag football. Uh, really cool dude. He's a part owner of the Kraken. Yeah, yeah, I know. I saw yeah. I saw his son wearing a Seattle Kraken shirt. I'm like, yeah, there he is. But uh, yeah, no, listen, I would love for Garber. I mean, he's always been involved, right? So like, yeah. if he can get involved, that's well, fantastic. Like he he's one of the key players, right? Like it has to be him and yeah. Ruffman for this to to move forward, you know. So um, I know he wants it. He wants it more than anything. It's uh, yeah. it's like a lifetime dream. Like since the Expos moved, it's been his dream to move them back. So yeah. Um, I'm I'm excited to. to, to I'm yeah, hoping hope they, I'm hoping his posturing. I I knew the Tampa thing was not a real thing it's just tampa trying to get a new stadium from their government so um basically uh i think that that plan was doomed to fail and it did and i hope that the plan to eventually get a new stadium and do it on your own is legitimate so let's let's see how that goes do it all right next one luck of the draw a Toronto professor has suggested that there's an inherent bias in the draw for the World Cup groups in the way they actually created the groups and that being in Pool 2, B, whatever you want to call it, gives B, you the prick. best overall odds in getting the good matchups. 
since you're less likely to end up in a heavy group because of the rules they had in place for like European teams and regional teams uh. and just the way, at least for this one, the way they grouped the teams kind of 1 to 32 with Qatar being given a like, I don't know, they're like 5. So Qatar is in group B? No, they're in group. They're in group. They're in pot one or pot A essentially because they're the host country. So which who's in group B? the whole fucking thing. So who's in group B? Uh, well, not group B. It was pool pool two. Being pool in pool two, two oh, gave you the okay, best okay. odds of like oh, okay, having the easiest matchups. Yeah. Okay. That's crazy. I mean, yeah. listen, I I don't expect I don't expect much more from like from Cater first of all, not Qatar. You gotta say it properly. I don't know because I knew yeah. someone from Qatar who called it Qatar. He grew up. All right, in so Qatar. I'm wrong. I don't know. Proven I don't like. Look, it's proven wrong. Heard, whatever. You know if what? It, if it's quiche, it's Qatar. You know what, Nick? Look at look into my eyes. You're wrong. You don't know where you're from. It's Cater. <laughs> it's Cater. You don't know your country's name. Um. So, I mean, was well, I the only one who also thought the draw was fucking boring? Oh, it was. Ter- so I I uh escaped work and went out with uh former uh, uh former hot saucer uh, Christian. And uh, we went to the to our favorite bar down the street, and we're watching it, and we're both like, "What is this?" Like, there's a concert, and uh, on the screen, <laughs> there's just like a plain font displaying the names of the different countries that are in, like on repeat. Like, it looks like it was done in like uh, PowerPoint. I didn't understand why some teams were placed in like the third or fourth line. I don't know why some teams were were placed in in like a later pool and some were placed in an earlier pool. The rules weren't clear. Also, let's stop making a show of this. Just tell us who who's playing against who. That's it. We we know it's rigged. We know <laughs> we know FIFA's corrupt. Why are we pretending? We know Just, that Germany is going to be involved, even though they're garbage. Like we know they're yeah. going to be there. We know, like, like we that's, know, but like that—that's that, a great point. Germany being the first B team to be drawn, like, yes, we know they're yeah, right outside sure. the top world powers. Yes, wow, we know Congra- they can do so you shocking. a favor. Yeah, so yeah. shocking that they got drawn there, you know? Yeah, yeah. Fucking shit. All right, next, Seahawk. You later. Despite the stance, or at least the public stance, that the Seattle Seahawks are not going to be moving star receiver DK Metcalf, rumors still persist that they're being offered a tenth overall pick by the New York Jets. That's it. Question thoughts. <laughs> yeah, that's all it was. Um, so the the they also said that they weren't moving Russell Wilson and then traded him like a week later. Um, I mean, depending what they get, the team looks like they're in rebuild mode anyway. Um, I'd feel so bad for DK to go to the Jets because nobody uh, should have ever have to play for the Jets. Uh, <laughs> I would rather not be a professional football player than play for the Jets. It's the only I mean, part of it. my re- it's the only part of my irrational fandom that remains I, I is my the, hatred of the Jets. I thought the best NFL meme where it's the uh, the clip of Will Smith basically yelling, but it's keep yeah. my name out of your fucking mouth for the Jets <laughs> draft. <laughs> no, DK in in New York would be sick though. Because I feel like the Jets, they, they, they could be stop. If they could be good, if they're good, I'm not watching football. I'm, I'm not. I'm no longer a football fan. Like that's how much I hate the Jets. I hate the Jets as much as I hate capital punishment. I mean, you don't even need to like double team Metcalf at that point because you know the ball is not going to be yeah, thrown properly, cares? anyways, right? <laughs> that's a good point. He won't, he won't even make them better. What's the point? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're the, they're going to add him to the team, the and it's going to make no difference on on their on uh, the total wins for the season. Wait, who else would they have if they had? If let's say they got DK, Zach Eli- Wilson, <laughs> Zach Wilson, Elijah Moore, uh, Corey Davis. I know this. I know Le'Veon Zach Bell. Oh no, wait. 
Oh, no, wait. We don't know where he is. A running back. Oh, no, they had a decent running back last year. Um, I had him on all of my fantasy teams. Bilal Powell. I feel like he's just there all the time. Probably. Art Monk. Art Monk. I don't know who that is. But he he played in the 80s. Um, I Boomer Sison. Boomer Sison. Uh, Who's the player who shot himself? Uh, Plaxico Burris. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. He, he, he was my, the Jets, was, right? No, the Giants. No, I think he did play for the Jets at one point. I think, I think you're thinking of the green from when he was at MSU. No, I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about. I know he played for the Steelers. He played for the Giants. He won the Super Bowls with the Giants. But I think he ended his career in New York at the Jets. I really. I do. always he forget. did. He did. I was absolutely yeah. right. I always forget. He had a one-year deal in 2011. I always yeah. forget like the last year, like the Chris Carter year in, in Miami. Uh, I forget the Emmett Smith in, in in the Cardinals. Like I always forget the last place people end. Like I just assume they ended their careers when I stopped watching them. There's a funny team that Ricky Waters ended his career with. I forgot who, but it's like a random I team. A, I think that was the Seahawks. I think it was the Seahawks. No, he played with the Seahawks for most of his career. Ricky Waters. Was it? Yeah, that was where he made his money. But like, if he played on a, it's like a round. I'm like, and and the year, I'm like, I would have remembered that. I forgot Ricky Williams played for the Ravens. He did. Yeah. He played. He played Dolphins, Ravens, Bills. Did he play no, Bills? He played the Bills. Toronto is the closest he played to the Bills. Argonauts. <laughs> um, <laughs> played the Argonauts. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Trent Richardson played the Saints. The obviously, they drafted him. Oh well, no. Oh shoot, the Saints. Yeah, you're right. Came out of state. See, I always associated uh, Ricky Williams to a Miami team, to a Miami guy. As you should. When, uh, yeah. He was the best running back in the league. Next. Luddites defeated. Major League Baseball has now authorized the use of Pitchcom, a new transmitting technology that will allow pitchers and catchers to communicate without signs. The way this works is the catcher has a wristband with nine buttons on it. The first button press is the type of pitch. And then after the next button presses, tell the pitcher where to place the ball. That signal is then sent in like text-to-speech style to the pitcher in either English or Spanish to say like curveball down left type of thing. The catcher hears it himself so he get make sure like he got the right call to the pitcher. Oh and up God. to three people in the um, field get the same signal. So usually you give it to like your second baseman, your shortstop, and then your center fielder who also can adjust for that pitch yeah. essentially. So okay. no more well, you can though because there's no more sh- there's no more shifts. So the you more can't just you, that much. The more you moved your lips, Eagle, the more I was annoyed with this decision. I actually like it. I like. It. I think why because I love it. because baseball's stupid. Baseball refuses to modernize. But there's no even point. Though, there's no even though the NFL the NFL constantly changes rules. The NBA constantly changes rules. No, and it's then, not a rule. This. It's, but whatever they, no they use technology, the NFL uses uses a, a earpiece for quarterbacks. It's no different. What, I, what I would. I think this is have? unnecessary. I think the, I, I think what you should do is. Put an earpiece in, in in the ear of the catcher and in the ear of the pitcher, and the call comes in from the dugout because it's unnecessary to have the catcher call the game. I don't that I'd much rather that than this thing. I I think it's I think it, listen I think it's a step in the right direction. I don't think it's the final solution. Um, it's st- a bad so, idea. It's look, an awful either, idea. Either it's one. one you saw things. how you saw how annoyed pitchers were with having getting their stuff checked. Imagine well, because they were all cheating. Add, <laughs> they didn't like the not all. Just a couple they, of them. I mean, just, yeah. Everyone's throwing ninety-seven now. It's it a few bad sense. apples. It was a yeah. few bad apples. All of them. The bad apples. <laughs> it was a few bad apples. It just not all of them are as bad as Trevor Bauer. Um, yeah, it exactly. also speeds up the game, which means you're not going to be there for three and a half. I don't know. I, I, I see yeah, like some, you, some thirty-seven-year-old catcher trying to figure out the buttons. 
you have a technical difficulty. It's like, now, it admittedly, starts, like, catching teams on aren't fire. forced to use this. It's just approved as a technology. So people yeah. can still do the old school style, but likely it's going to become more right. It'll, it'll become more and more uh, the, the, the norm. I, I don't mind. I, th- I think it takes 20 years. No, no, it's, it's, that's excessive. I think it takes 10 years. It's baseball, so it might take 20 years. It might take, it might take 20 years. <laughs> How long did it take them to in- introduce instant replay and it would only check to see if the ball was inside oh, the, the foul f- ball line? The first, the initial instant replay. Oh ooh, my God, was, was such a joke, man. So such bad. a joke. Um, yeah, I, it's, look, I, I, it's a it's step in the right direction. I agree. It's over the top. And it's it just just put an earpiece. <laughs> Go up with AirPods, yo. It's, it's okay. <laughs> it's good technology. Bluetooth works. We know it works. It's excellent. I guess maybe someone's gonna be stealing wavelength signals now. Okay, but like again, how do they do it in the NFL then? If the technology already exists. Just use the thing that already exists. The thing is with the NFL, and it's different with baseball, is that the NFL already has technology, like the play calling and all that stuff, because there's so many moving parts. You need it to be. You need everybody to be synchronized, right? But in baseball, there's not a lot of moving parts. There's just like the one guy throwing the ball. And but either the sign stealing is a big deal and you change yeah, the rule, it's true. or it's not a big deal and don't stop stop coming at the Astros. It's one or the other. So if this is a big enough deal to punish the Astros, if this is a big enough deal, then you have to address it, which they did. And like, I don't mind the use of technology because, again, like, I, you couldn't go back to life before a cell phone. We couldn't go back to riding horses to work. So for the same reason, I'm good with this. I just don't think it's the final solution. All right, next. Wake up, Juice. A group of young women, including one who is said to be a lookalike of O.J. Simpson's deceased ex-wife, Nicole Brown, woke murdered. the former... Murdered. murdered, murdered. yes. Allegedly. By well, him. No, she, no, she was no, not allegedly actually, murdered. She was murdered. She was allegedly murdered. Allegedly by him. I know that doesn't look like natural causes. <laughs> uh, they woke the former NFL running back up at 1 a.m. for a TikTok video. I have so many questions about how this yeah. went down. I have so many questions about how somebody can allegedly slice their own throat. <laughs> well, allegedly. I mean, poorly, I imagine, without much accuracy. <laughs> but like, imagine that's like a, that's a thing. Like, it's a disease where people just randomly explode, and it looks like they got stabbed a hundred times. Yeah, and their and boyfriend too. Another <laughs> another case of explosive stabberia. And their boyfriend also. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's contagious. Uh, very weird, very weird condition, but you know, it's treatable. It's affected literally two people of yeah. all time, but you know, we don't want it to affect anybody ever again. Yeah, we all know. God, it's a terrible, yeah. de- terrible way to yeah. go, Terry. It's a terrible disease. Should have um, wore gloves. <laughs> well, at least ones that fit. But I just like, how? why would you sneak into a probable murderer's house to prank him for a TikTok? Especially if you look like the woman he murdered. You know what? Until you said that, I never even thought about that. Like, why would you bring it to a guy's house? Like, which why would you bring like it to someone's house, first of all? <laughs> that one. And, why, and to somebody who has admitted, basically, to murdering his wife. I, and it, it's funny because I, I realized... If he did it. I realized also, yeah, I was like, well, he did doesn't he have like security or something? And I was like, oh, he can't have security because he has no money because he literally has to pay everything he ever gets to the Brown family. But he gets to keep his house because Florida has a homestead law, which means you cannot lose your primary residence if you live in Florida, even if the house was acquired by or even owned by someone who committed criminal activity. That's what? why that's Allegedly. Wh- that's why the Enron folk live there. That's why Donald J. Trump has a house there despite foreclosures. That's why uh what's his name? The famous pedophile <laughs> lives there. Uh Epstein. Lived there. Jackson. Uh no, uh, Epstein. Epstein, Epstein. That that's why they live there cuz there's the homestead exemption law, the final state to have that law well, in Florida. Epstein uh, Epstein killed himself. Yeah, well clearly. Just like uh, <laughs> just like uh, Nicole Brown. <laughs> 
Yeah, exactly. He just exploded. <laughs> it's the third one of the case. Exploded into mass murder. Yeah, he exploded his neck into a towel. That's it. All right, and last one. Jackson, 5-3 to 4-7. Katanji Brown-Jackson has been confirmed to the U.S. Supreme Court after a pretty partisan vote. The magna cum laude Harvard Law School graduate who clerked for a current Supreme Court justice and was unanimously appointed uh, as a judge to the United States District Court for the District of Columbia apparently wasn't good enough for 47 senators. That being said, if you lie under oath and sexually assault someone in your youth or if you're anti-abortion, anti-gay, apparently that's good enough. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. What the fuck kind of world we live in? And like, so I tuned in to sort of try and watch some of the... uh, the, the questions for uh, for Brown Jackson, and I was appalled. Like, the, like I couldn't believe these are people running the country, running one of the biggest countries in the world. Um, the, she was asked asked nine questions about books about gay children and a whole bunch of random stuff that has nothing to do. There was a, a whole line of questioning about her um, her stance on religion. But then the 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 uh, person asking the question was like, but also like, you know, if you're an atheist, that's also okay. And then she's like, why? Well, I don't sp- want to speak on this because religion has nothing to do with the courts. I don't understand what everyone everyone asking the question was just posturing for their own political careers, not actually asking questions to decide whether or not she was a valuable candidate. Which is pretty much. I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, it's politics, man. It's politics, and it's that's what everything's though. become. It, it everything's makes disgusting. Me feel disgusting. Just want. I had. I, I tell you, I had to turn it off. I turn it off. I'm like, these are some of the dumbest people I've ever seen, and they have some of the most powerful positions on planet Earth. And it, Listen, it made I, me very scared. It made me very scared for for the future of the world. And it was. It was I, I wish I could say it was just one party. It was both parties. Most of the questions were asinine. It was either like softball questions or questions meant to stir up the opposing fan base. Did did she? What did she say about? I don't want to get make it political. And it's going to get too much, but I'll, I'll ask in the chat. I'm curious because I'm. I mean, I'll just, fuck it. I'll just watch it. But it was uh, like I, they all walked out after. Like it was a whole thing. Like I don't know, man. Like it was a whole. People are too bent up about getting people in charge that agree with themselves. Yeah. More than anything else. It's, but it's, this is a change. I was talking to uh, Graphite Duke about this. It was like, when did it happen that we needed to agree with everyone we spoke to? <laughs> like, yeah. What happened to people having different opinions? Like, you I and had, I, Terry, for example, are really good friends and have been for a long can time. I, can I throw And we disagree on fundamentally almost everything. It's the, <laughs> the basis of this show. It's the basis of And like, is we're it, not even an screaming argument. about it. We're just like, all right, Terry thinks yeah. that. I think this. This is what we think. This is rapid fire. Can I, can I throw a clause into it, though? Usually, they used to be somewhat educated opinions, right? Or if you didn't know any better, you would shut the fuck up. Yeah, they up. become emotional, emotional defenses to things that are not emotional. And Twitter is the worst place for this. Like, the oh, other yeah. day... I was on I, – I, there's this guy I follow. We always go back and forth about MMA, and he posted something about this uh, – about how, like, uh, why MMA fighters do heavy lifting. Like, is it a benefit or whatever? And this girl responded, yeah, look at Cyborg. She was, do, was posting videos of her doing power lifting, and then she would complain that she wouldn't be able to cut weight. So I, I had to explain to her, like, body structures are very different. Like, Cyborg, she was a, she was a beast. Like, she was huge. She was yeah. really wide. Like, you know, and then so we're going back and forth and I'm giving her. And then I said something that like and women, it's hard for them to cut water when they're in their menstrual cycle. So, I mean, that's that plays part of it in the training camp. And then she's like, oh, thank you for explaining how a woman's menstrual cycle is. I'm like, and there goes a good conversation. 
that you just fucking ruined, you yeah, idiot. Because it wasn't about that. It was just a side note. It was just a point saying why women can't cut weight as much and why Cyborg couldn't cut weight to get to 145. Like, I don't understand what the problem is here. She's well, a fucking because, idiot. Because you said something that she didn't agree with or bothered her. Like, it, it, it just, Man. that's what it comes out to. It's like, it's like, the amount of times people say things I don't agree with does not change my stance on what I think about them. What I think about them doesn't change anyway. <laughs> it's just that, all right, you disagree with me. I don't care. Exactly. <laughs> I, I don't care. Anyway, that's uh, that's that. That's the show that's for this show. week. That's the show. And anyway, ends with the words. Congratulations! I to, don't uh, care. With the final words on today's show. You know what? Fuck it. What? Congratulations to the Supreme Court uh, Justice Brown Jackson. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. the you know awesome that's, part. That's the important thing. First, first uh, black woman to be on Supreme Court. So that, that's a big deal. She uh, said something about. Anyway, we'll get into it after. I really. I'm curious. Make an argument. First qualified black person on the court. Well, we, I don't know. I don't know that well enough. Well, Alito is the other person. I would say so. that there's. Issues with the Supreme Court in general. <laughs> but anyway, lifetime appointments are... Hey, wasn't yeah. Ruth Bader Ginsburg? She was, uh, pa- she was Jewish, but I think she was like... Half. I don't no, know. I felt like... I don't, know. I, could... I, don't, I don't know. I know. I don't know. I don't feel comfortable answering that question. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, Terry, thank you for all the work you've done today. Thanks for joining us. I didn't uh, mean Alito. I meant Thomas. I'm sorry. Okay. Alito was white. It was uh, Clarence Thomas. Yes. Never mind. Uh, Eagle, <laughs> thank you for that clarification. Uh, thank you, everyone, who has liked, who has subscribed, who has watched, who has reviewed, who has rated the show. We really do appreciate it. Please continue to do so. That's how we keep the lights on. And everyone needs to see my pretty face. And the only way you can do that is with the lights on. So thank you for all that. And most of all, thank you for letting me be myself. You've been listening to Hot Sauce Sports. Hot Sauce Sports.